Welcome to the J5 Encounter Podcast, where we explore matters of faith through aspects of sports. My name is Thomas Smith, and I'm happy that you're listening this day. Boards don't hit back. An iconic line from one of the baddest men on the planet at the time. Perhaps the baddest. In my lifetime, my baddest man on the planet club would include... Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, George Foreman, and Evander Holyfield, and maybe from the new school, John Jones from MMA. My intent is not to leave people off. That's just my short list. But a scoffer could probably say, hey, you left one real bad dude off your list. As I ask who, the scoffer says, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky. I would say, wait, what? He was a bad dude, but Rocky was a character, man. We talking about an actor. The scoffer would say, well, so was Bruce Lee. This puts my entire concept of who was really a bad dude in crisis. Currently, there is an MMA fighter from China named Xu Shudong, who is challenging prominent martial artists across mainland China to fights, and in many cases, whipping them good. His motive is to expose martial arts as fraudulent in self-defense and attack. This has opened the door for people to question whether the badness of Bruce Lee was real or fantasy. Is there evidence of real fights? Was he ever tested when the outcome wasn't predetermined, etc.? As I look on YouTube, people even question Ali. Well, I I shut that down. But Ali... And Bruce Lee are charter members on my 40 or so year compilation of baddest men. Man, not Bruce Lee. As we get older and accumulate more knowledge and information, some things that we believe or were taught and convinced are true are found to be false. Or maybe we've created legend when it wasn't really that special. As a high school wide receiver, I was taught that proper hand placement to catch a football was to hold your hands in front of your body and make a triangle with your index fingers and thumbs touching. This got me to college, but upon becoming a coach, I analyzed how the hands form around the ball. Experientially, I remembered issues with actually seeing the ball. So I modified my understanding of proper hand position, which was corroborated by other coaches and wide receivers, to where your thumbs can be close. But as bringing the index fingers together pushes your elbows out, your elbows should be in closer to your body, which opens your hands, allowing you to see better, but also puts your fingers in a better position to form around the ball. Surely as you get older, you improve, get wiser, perfect professional life techniques. But this natural human growth could threaten faith birthed as a child or a new believer. A criticism of faith is that it looks to provide answers to something that is unknown. The skeptic's response to the unknown is just wait, we'll find out a natural answer in time. And we see that time gives us a couple of paradigms. First, the opportunity for things that we believe to be exposed is untrue, but also the opportunity to actually determine the answer through rigorous research of things which we originally took on faith. 
So actually, time has the ability to put my 30 or so year Christian faith in crisis. Do I believe things that time through critical analysis will ultimately show as false and have initial precepts been legendized, so to speak, to where they actually don't mean what I currently think that they do? Wow. Please pray with me. Father, you are holy and righteous and we entreat you right now. Thank you for considering us for your grace and the love you pour out on us. Help us today to work through the potential crisis and see your everlasting glory, which outshines the enemy of our soul and those who wish to dim your light. In Jesus' name, amen. Before I go further, we need to establish a definition of faith. Some people may understand faith to be believing in something that they don't see where we get the concept of blind faith. It's easy to chasten a person for blind faith because there's no sound basis for blind belief. But the biblical definition of faith is more of a practical response to what a person believes. For instance, I have faith that I can catch a football. Before the pass, I cannot prove that I will catch it, nor do I truly know that I will catch it, but based on my proper hand placement, practice, and the fact that I've done it before, I place my faith in my ability to catch it. And considering faith, the eternal destiny of the soul is at stake. So if there's a crisis, it should be addressed. Does time expose what I learned when I first became a Christian? Well, I perceive four current attacks toward belief in Jesus Christ. How do I know that one day my faith won't be exposed as fraud? Let's take the time to briefly address these attacks. 1. The historicity of Jesus or whether Jesus actually existed. Well, we have the Bible, but also other extra-biblical mention. Lucian of Samosata was a 2nd century Greek satirist who wrote on the early Christians in one of his works. Pliny the Younger, a 2nd century governor of Bithynia in Asia Minor, in a letter to the Emperor Trajan, relates some of the information he has learned about Christians. And the Roman historian and politician Tacitus, in his Annals 15.14, wrote, Nero fastened the guilt on a class hated for their abominations called Christians by the populace, Christus, from whom the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of Pontius Pilate, and a most mischievous superstition, thus checked for the moment, again broke out not only in Judea, the first source of the evil, but even in Rome. Jesus existed. Jewish rabbis that certainly discredit his deity do not discredit his existence and modern-day scholarship affirms this fact, and any proposal to the contrary is the fantasy on that point. This information can be easily researched, but was collected by Dr. Michael Gleghorn in his article, Ancient Evidence for Jesus from Non-Biblical Sources. Two, but some say he never claimed to be God. Surely I say that the Christian system is built on this truth. But wait, did those words come out of his mouth? 
Okay, okay. Uh, Muhammad Ali was the greatest of all time. Did he ever come out and say that? Uh, yeah, he did. But wasn't it amazing how that went over like a ton of bricks at the time? The proof is in the pudding. What you do defines you more than what you say. The Lord Jesus did say, peace be still, and the winds and the waves obeyed, causing the disciples to say, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey? But what did Jesus himself say about himself? Referring to himself, he said, For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath in Matthew 12, verse 8. This alludes to Daniel 7, 13, 14, where the title Son of Man is ascribed God attributes. In John 8, verse 58 and 59, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am alluding to Moses and the burning bush, to which the Jews proceeded to pick up stones to throw at him. Then also in Mark 2, 5, And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there, questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus ends up healing the man, giving credence to the absolution, and the man picks up his bed and walks away. In John 10, verses 31 through 33, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you to stone me? The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. It's not recorded there what he said, but here it doesn't look like they didn't get the message. Jesus claimed to be God within appropriate contemporary methods and more so by his deeds. It is a non-argument. We worship him as God just like the primary source apostles and on through the earthly church fathers to now. 3. The resurrection is impossible and a fairy tale. Well, I'm the first to say that if the resurrection did not exist or didn't happen, there's no faith. And that's bolstered by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. But there are many resources which present practical evidence to the resurrection. Josh McDowell's book, Evidence That Demands a Verdict, and Lee Strobel's The Case for Christ, provide strong apologetics for the resurrection. These books allow you to forensically go through the evidence and circumstances surrounding this supernatural event that has life-changing implications. This is a must for all who are confronting the crisis. The apostles were all tortured and martyred for their faith. And pertaining to life and death, I don't think that people put their lives on the line for something that they could verify as untrue or not as solid. Would you? Now, death is one thing, and I am far from one of the bad dudes referred to earlier, but certainly I'm not going to subject myself to torture for what I could verify, and it turned out to be false and unsubstantiated. The apostles had the ability to know. And yet they subjected themselves to death and torture because they knew the truth. They were martyred for what they could have known to be a lie 
or even what they thought could be a lie. That is why people leave cults. They see something off, and whereas they want to believe what is true, when they can, they, they reconcile the error and look to disassociate themselves. People don't relish in a lie unless they are receiving the opposite of torture, like pleasure, power, and money. And that isn't the case for most people. Nor was it the case for the apostles. 4. Finally, people say that salvation is only for the Israelites. We believe that the gospel call is for all people. Genesis 3, 14, 15 after Adam and Eve ate from the forbidden fruit, God addressed the serpent. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. This is the first prophecy for the ultimate salvific work of Jesus Christ, and it is applied to all the offspring of Eve. God also made a specific covenant with Abram, who became Abraham, and his offspring, which became the nation of Israel, which he is faithful to fulfill, and much of the Old Testament and even the New speaks to this. But even the Abrahamic covenant speaks of all nations being blessed through his offspring. The plan all along was to redeem all mankind to his presence. Peter states in Acts 15.11, But we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus just as they will, in speaking of Israel and Gentiles. So, you know, I did my research on the assault of the badness of Bruce Lee. Objectively, I still find him to be a lethal fighting machine worthy of his place on my list. You can disagree. But more importantly, I brush up on the practicality of my faith and my ability to defend it against contemporary attack and the potentially indomitable foe of time. But glory to God, the truth of Jesus Christ stands as a firm foundation against these attacks. No doubt, as you continue the Christian walk, you mature and find greater understanding, perhaps some correction on some things that you may have initially learned or believed. But that is the benefit of time and the depth of a real relationship with the creator of the universe and lover of your soul. And then, I, I know what I see in Bruce Lee's lightning reflexes and extraordinary strength, especially for a guy his size. Likewise, we always know what the Lord has done for us individually, but namely, confronting us and cleansing us of our sin so that we can approach the throne of grace through faith. Remembering apologist and prominent Christian thinker Ravi Zechariah's condolences to his family. Be blessed by Psalms 5, 11, and 12. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. 
Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Thank you.